At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network. We welcome you back. Our final hour of Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. We have you covered all over Las Vegas. Paul Stone over at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Jeff Parles, he's over at Mandalay Bay. I'm Ben Wilson at the South Point. To update, we promised you a halftime number from our last segment on this Pitt and Syracuse halftime line. I'm seeing right now with the odd screen flashing in front of me, Pitt either minus one and a half or two for the second half, up by four. So up to five and a half or six there for the game. 22 and a half year total. Paul Stone laid the three-and-a-half pre-flop there with Pitt. Uh, we heard Paul's thoughts a second ago on that halftime and what we've seen so far. Uh, Jeff, you kind of like the orange side in this one, and we've said only 95 yards offensively to this point. Uh, 16 first-half points. Are we really sure that we're going to get, what, the full, uh, basically, what, three touchdowns and a field goal in the second half? That would be your total here if you're looking to bet under. That seems, seems like a bit of a stretch to me based on the offenses I've watched on both sides. I mean, it's been ugly. I mean, Syracuse is one yard to carry. I mean, that's not good, as we know, Ben. But, you know, it's just these two teams have played some weird games this year. Obviously, Pitt had that ridiculous loss at home to Georgia Tech earlier in the year. Uh, Syracuse, Paul mentioned it earlier, that game against Purdue where Syracuse won is still probably the mo- one of the more idiotic games we've seen all college football season. So uh, I, that's my only concern there. What we've seen with our eyes, yes, it would be an under in the second half. But don't discount both of these teams' propensity for to uh, create some, 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 some magic you could say there, Ben. So it's a great way to uh, put it. I would, I would steer clear of this one. Uh, meanwhile, we had last talked to you on Tennessee, Georgia, the update here. And, Paul, we, we thought, right, probably four-down territory for Tennessee. You're down 21-3 in the early second-quarter stages. But on third and two, Tennessee goes back-to-back false starts, has to then settle after an incomplete pass on third and 12, kicking the field goal on fourth down. They do force a punt, though, from Georgia. So maybe the Bulldogs, after the 10 yards per play earlier, starting to come uh, back, regressing to the mean a little bit. But still, 21-6, Tennessee has the ball back, catching 17-and-a-half live. 65 and a half is the total, which is basically where we closed here in this total. So you can be the tiebreaker, Paul, because Jeff certainly felt like this was pacing more to the over. I kind of lean under here on the in-game. What do you make of this now that we're basically at a total that is where the pre-flop number landed on? I don't have a strong opinion. I mean, I guess if if I had to cast the the tie-breaking vote, I would probably go over just the the fact that – you know, 
Tennessee's going to be throwing the ball, you know, pretty much throughout. But there's also the concern that Georgia gets out to a three-touchdown lead and, and runs the ball quite a bit and kind of, uh, you know, uh, goes into a slower-tempo offense. So, uh, you know, this is a huge drive from the perspective of the side for, for Tennessee. It would be uh, incredible if Tennessee could get this down to single digits before the half. Right. But uh, I guess I would, if forced, I would I would side with the over, but not with a whole lot of great conviction. And, well, the pace point you bring up, too, it's so huge when handicapping totals, just the raw number of plays you're going to run. Ole Miss was a team in past seasons when they had a Matt Corral quarterback. You'd always you'd see totals that would get really, really high into the 70s because of the pure number of plays they were running per game. Like Tennessee, averaged 49 points a game, leads the country. And here a big third and one at the Georgia 43 right now as they will not pick it up. Oh, man. So you're going to have to go fourth and one well, that's here. That's a go now, Yeah, man. that's de definitely a go right there. Now, so 21-6. But that's a good point you make, Paul. It's something you have to take keep, keep in mind for the handicaps. It's just like my, my thought is, well, we haven't really seen the efficiency yet. So unless the dam were to just break and you'd get a big swing the other way, I, I don't see it offensively here from Tennessee. And this fourth and one, like we just talked about on the last possession, uh, these are huge moments. Tennessee should pick this up, and they will. So that's a big decision. Hendon Hooker keeps it himself inside the Georgia 40. Big drive right now uh, with, with the live totals here now off the board. Jeff, as we transition to more games at the halftime break, you were the brave soul, not only to back <laughs> the Michigan State Spartans catching 16 in Champaign, but you took another ugly dog. Is that an interception, by the way? Yes, wow. Interception yeah, by that's Georgia. That's a beautiful play by the corner. Wow. By Georgia, yeah. Georgia interception in the end zone. By the way, if there's a Ben, wow. ben if there's a Ben, it, it's pretty it, it's pretty clear based off the way that it's been cheering. Everyone behind me is on Georgia. Period. <laughs> that, that's what the crowd at Mandalay Bay is on today. The if there's a, a big roar, it means Georgia's done something good here. Good, good to know. Good to know there. Well, you took West Virginia catching uh, six and a half against Iowa State. This is a three-point game despite West Virginia at just over a yard of play. 10-7 Cyclones at the half. Uh, three and a half is your second half line, so it's basically on that original number there for Iowa State. 23 and a half, your second half total. How is West Virginia in this game, Jeff, if they've done literally nothing on offense? Well, it was one. It was 1.3 yards of play until their last drive. So their last drive, they went eight plays, 68 yards to uh, make it a uh, make it a very uh, a, a professional 4.2 bet. So oh, okay. <laughs> still still not great. I actually, you know. I'd actually kind of lean to the under here in the second half. It's not like Iowa State did anything offensively either. They're they're at a little bit over five. So, uh, you know, Ben, I, I actually think I might bet the under here in the second half uh, because we're, we're dealing with two teams that really did not move the ball at all in the first half. So 23 and a half, second half. I don't think that's a bad one, Ben. 40 and uh, a half 40 for the and game. A half, 40 yeah. and a half. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. Market is with you there. Circa already juicing that 23.5 to the under. One other book in town has moved off 23.5 down to 23. So you, and I'm with you on the thought. I think Again. I'm taking 23.5. Go for it. Hey, yeah. you do it, Jeff. You got it. Uh, the other game at the half. Well, I'm making sure uh, I can get it. Make, you know, make, make you know sure how you finicky cell service I, in this town can we be, Ben are all, Paul, Paul knows more <laughs> than anybody. We're all very aware. I, we've all had the issues before. Uh, the other halftime right now, Paul, we had this conversation off the air. Thinking about, okay, Auburn trying to figure out who will their next head coach be. And there's some rumors that maybe Oregon's Dan Lanning could be a candidate since he was just in the SEC as a defensive coordinator for Georgia. But Lanning's Oregon Ducks, they continue to just you know, notch every mark on the, on the belt, go past every checkpoint here with flying colors since losing on opening day to Georgia. Uh, taking it to Colorado in a game that had a massive spread, you know, 31 and a half. You didn't figure this to be all that competitive, but uh, Oregon, once again, not to, not the letdown spot that some people maybe thought at least early, and they are laying 10 and a half for the second half, so that's up to what this pregame number was, 30, basically just a little bit higher than that, 31 and a half to 32 here for the full game, a 27 and a half total. We've kept waiting, Paul, at least in our conversations, for Oregon to maybe step a little bit backwards, but they continue to put the pedal to the metal here all over Colorado at the half there in Boulder. I'll tell you, since losing to Georgia in that opener 49-3, Oregon has regrouped, and they have been quite impressive. Obviously, I don't think any of us expected Colorado, one of the weaker Power 5 teams in all of college football, to put up much of a fight, but 
Bo Nix, you know, the, comes out of the transfer portal from Oregon. Uh, had a lot of pressure on him there uh, at, uh, at Auburn. Uh, he was a quarterback uh, at Pinson Valley High School there in Alabama, led them to multiple state championships, uh, played for his dad, Patrick Nix, and, of course, succeeded his dad, who played for the uh, Auburn Tigers, played quarterback there in the early 70s. So a lot of high expectations. They were through the roof. Uh, it didn't work out. But uh, now he's in Eugene, and the reason he's in Eugene is because of his offensive coordinator his freshman year at Auburn, Kenny Dillingham, uh, the first-year offensive coordinator there for uh, first-year head coach Dan Lanning. So Oregon, you know, just nothing but impressive. You know, it's, it's uh, a, an impressive offensive team. They've played a very good defense, and, and Bo Nix just uh, playing at an extremely high level. Uh, maybe one of the more underrated performances by a quarterback this year. And there, and there has been some money, too, to the over in the second half. When you think about how little resistance there's been on the Colorado side defensively, you could have some garbage time points in the mix there as well. 27 and a half, up now to 28 pretty much market-wide since we've been talking about that game. Uh, we'll get to the one other halftime line here in a couple minutes, waiting for lines to pop on Michigan State, Illinois. Sparty is 16-point dogs, take a 9-7 lead into the locker room in Champaign. Uh, Paul did want to get your thoughts, though, on one other game here for the late-night card before we get to uh, Michigan State and Illinois. And that would be a game that, as Mike Piranio told us earlier for Mandalay Bay, hasn't been a lot of action either way on Clemson and Notre Dame. A bit surprising, considering it's a primetime spot with two usually heavily bet teams. Clemson minus the four right now at most spots. There are some three-and-a-halves out there in the market. Not a game you have a pregame play on, Paul, but what do you think about the matchup in general here with Clemson going to South Bend tonight? You know, it's a really interesting matchup. You know, fair to say that Marcus Freeman's first season as head coach there in South Bend has been disappointing. Uh, loses to Marshall and Stanford, both at home, as more than two touchdown favorites. But the Irish, they've been a def different team as the betting underdog. They're 3-0 and against the spread as the underdog this year. Notre Dame actually 15-7 and uh, against the spread as an underdog since the start of 2012. So they're in there preferred role of, of underdog DJ Uyangale, you know, early in the year, it kind of seemed like he had leveled out his play last year, which is very difficult to do. Doesn't happen very often. He had a negative touchdown to interception ratio playing for a very high profile, you know, top 15, top 20 team through only nine touchdowns against 10 interceptions. But this year he seemed to be a different guy, you know, not a guy that's just going to light up the scoreboard, but taking care of the ball at a much higher level. But he kind of had a relapse, it seemed like, in that home game against Syracuse. Had three turnovers, uh, two interceptions, and the fumble that led to a 90-yard return by Syracuse. So that, that's kind of the wild card is how is Uyangale going to play tonight in South right. Bend? And if he stumbles, if he falters, will Clemson go back to true freshman uh, Cade Klubnik? So, you know, I, I don't really have a strong position on this game. If I was going to bet a little pizza money, I might take Notre Dame plus the four, but no real strong opinion, but very interested in watching it. I opened Fort Circuit last Sunday morning. It has stayed right there at the four. We have seen no money to the under here from 47. I'm seeing this as loan out bet MGM at 43 and a half right now. In the meantime, that halftime line that just popped here on Michigan State and Illinois, Illinois minus six and a half, quickly bet up in most spots to seven. We'll see if Jeff wants to try and middle. He's got about an 11-point middle to work with there. We'll get Jeff's thoughts on that next. Continue to take you through all the live action in college football on a busy Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted on specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older. And physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We told you before our last break, we've got the halftime lines coming fast and furious. Jeff Parles was on Michigan State pre-flop, plus 16 against Illinois. And as we welcome you back with Jeff and Paul, I'm Ben. Jeff, it's Illinois minus seven. There's a couple, I see a couple six and a halves juiced to the Illinois side. 22 is your total. You trying to middle here on the Illini down two at the half? I think so. I think so. I, again, this just I, this is one of those games where it just seemingly that Illinois has been clearly the better team, and yet they're losing at halftime because of self-inflicted mistakes I'm on good. fourth downs. So, uh, look, I think it's just uh, I, I think it's just one of those where it could be a doomed day for Illinois. But Ben, they had. The interception, they went nine plays, 39 yards, got stuffed at the two-yard line of fourth and goal. Uh, Chase Brown on a seven-play seven drive, fumbles. After a big run, that would have put Illinois in the red zone. Uh, they had another 14-play, 63-yard drive that ended up with nothing. So, granted, that 14-play, 63-yard drive uh, ended up in a uh, fourth and 19 where Bielema went for it because of the wind, uh, the wind in Champaign made it difficult to kick a field goal for 47 yards. So... Uh, it just feels like it could be one of those days where Illinois is just a doomed soul. But I think I am <laughs> right. going to try to middle this and take Illinois, go for the 11-point middle. That number's not bad. Tommy DeVito, 11 of 15, 162 yards and a touchdown. It's interesting, though, Paul, you think about teams. You were talking about this earlier. Teams that overachieve early and look so impressive. You usually think long-term come back to the pack a little bit. Where do you stand then on an Illinois team that's already over their win total? 7-1. and one. Four and one in the Big Ten West, and a chance to represent that division in its, in its conference championship in a few weeks. Well, I know obviously the first half uh, didn't go well against Michigan State, but I'm going to give them a flyer. I really like the trajectory of the, this uh, Illinois team with the running back Chase Brown, just the way they're playing defense. Um, you know, certainly we'll watch the second half and see if they can come back and and be more impressive in the final two quarters than they were in the first two. But I'm still – I, I kind of still have the buy sign on Illinois. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to support them. I wasn't involved in this game. Support them mm-hmm. laying minus, you know, two touchdowns. And, and Jeff looks like he's on the right side here. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is a team that uh, still has aspirations of getting in the Big Ten championship game. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still going to – you know, be uh, be bullish on Illinois until uh, proven otherwise. That's a great point that every every situation is is unique and independent. You know, just because both Syracuse and Illinois happen to be two big overachievers doesn't mean you're thinking, Paul, both of them are just going to fall off. There's there's nuance there. And Illinois right now, uh, it, it, and we have seen the market come to that side in the second half from six and a half now to seven. So I hope we filibustered long enough, Jeff, for you to get your bet in. Uh, hopefully that worked out because I, I know you did. Okay. Let's yeah, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna go for the eleven point middle. We're gonna go for the eleven point middle here. 
uh, with uh, Illinois minus five, Michigan State plus sixteen. All right, uh, we'll, let's do it. Let, let, let's hope let's hope Illinois wins this game uh, wins this game by twelve, and we'll uh, we'll be happy yeah. uh, across the board. Also, Paul Paul brought up something important there with, with just. Like this is a, and I mentioned this before, where Tennessee is not handling that number one ranking well today, uh, in Athens. You're at a point now of Illinois season where, especially after Purdue loses at home to Iowa today, if Illinois finds a way to get this done, they have a two-game lead in the Big Ten West with Purdue at home in Champaign next week. Now, granted, they have to go on the road to Michigan in two weeks, a game they more than likely will lose. So having a buffer going into that game next week at Purdue, against Purdue, is humongous for Illinois. So there is a little bit of a different type of pressure that, I mean, they've never played in a Big Ten title game. <laughs> so it's a program that is not used to, uh, to having success in football. I mean, look, we're going back to Juice Williams, Ben. That was the last time this program yeah. was relevant. There's a there's a mention, Juice Williams. I thought we, I didn't realize we were getting that today. That's a that's a good one. Juice Juice Williams was a great uh, great former Illinois quarterback. Uh, and you mentioned too, just situationally, Jeff, for some of these teams. And Tennessee has not handled that moment well. Georgia, they at least hold to a field goal. Georgia was threatening inside the ten in the final seconds of the first half. Bulldogs get three to go up 24-6 into the halftime locker room. And we're, we'll wait uh, here to get the number for the second half, but. Again, what we've talked about so far, how could Tennessee not only handle the moment and the expectations, even getting 10 at close as the number one team in the country, but how would their offense hold up against Georgia's defense? So far, the returns are not great. And you had the interception in the end zone earlier on a, a deep ball attempt from Hendon Hooker. Uh, at least we, as we update the, umber, the numbers now here for the Vols, it's nine first downs, a grand total of 139 total yards being outgained by nearly 200 uh, by Georgia so far. So uh, seeing Paul first numbers that pop, we're getting 29 on the total three and a half for Georgia in the second half. So that's minus 21 and a half of the game. And we are at 59 now for the total. That's the first number posted behind you at circa again, from what we've seen so far, it's, you know, we talk about this all the time. If there's, if, if, if you don't have a great feel, um, especially in game from what you're seeing, and there's, there's not a direction you really feel strongly about going Oftentimes, the halftime line, just because you have more time to think about it, won't necessarily lead you down a different path. And I, I find myself in that position here. Uh, this number continues to come down on the total. To me, I feel like you missed the opportunity to look in-game under when it was more like 70 and a half. So um, nothing for me, but uh, Georgia now up to 21 and a half here for that full game number. That was about the high watermark they were at in the first game, uh, first in-game uh, spot there in the first half. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's tough to make a case for Tennessee. Uh, they, they put a graphic up as Heupel was being uh, interviewed as he exited the, the field for halftime that in 53 games as a head coach, that's the first time that his team has not scored a touchdown in the first half. So that's just indicative of the dominance of uh, Georgia's defense. And I think they're out to make a statement. You know, they uh, they maybe uh, didn't show their best side early in the year, but, uh, I, you know, I, I – with them having a double-digit lead leading by 18, I don't want to lay three and a half, but at the same time, uh, there's just nothing uh, that gives me any level of confidence to take Tennessee plus the points in the second half either. Yeah, totally get it. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to get involved with here? I'm going to guess no. No, thank you, Ben. No, no, thank you. The one you are George interested. George is much better. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. It's been obvious so far. I was just going to say you are interested in Penn State, Indiana, though. A play for the second half. I bet I already lost first half under. Look, you lose a you lose a first half under when Indiana has negative. Just updating the the box score here. Indiana finishes the first half with negative six rushing yards, seventy six total yards, and yet they just could not get Penn State off the field. Nittany Lions not only convert four different four, uh, third downs and one fourth down, but they kick a 51-yard field goal through a driving windstorm in Bloomington, and they outgain Indiana 233-76. to 76. So first half under a loser for me. I had 27. We get 31. Second half total, I'm seeing either 20 or 21, Jeff. Are you, are you looking to double down, go back to the well in the under here? I would, uh, if anything, because of that ridiculous uh, parlay here, I made any opportunity I can get where I'm not, a 20 and a half is really what it is, uh, what I'm seeing market-wise. So that would uh, put it at a 51 and a half. 
Uh, so if I can get an Indiana three and out at the beginning of the first, at beginning of the second half, which by the way, Jack Tuttle took a massive shot to his midsection in the, at the end of the half. Uh, so they had to put in the third quarterback who promptly was sacked three straight times in his first few plays. Uh, so I, I don't think Indiana's scoring here. I think this is just a matter of can will Penn State take the foot off the gas pedal at any point? And can Indiana's defense just get any stops here, Ben? That's right. what I think it comes down to. Oh, that was that was uh, the bigger uh, issue. Any uh, sort of total bet here. <laughs> yeah, look, at least on my handicap, I got that the Indiana. was what it was in the first half. I got the Indiana yeah. part right. I just did I, the offense part right. I, they just could not get a stop defensively. <laughs> a lot of times when you have small margins like that, you're talking about 27 on a first half total. You're going to need a stop at some point. Indiana, outside of one really bad Sean Clifford Penn State interception, I was unable to do that there. I will give you a shout out though, Jeff. One of your, we always joke about this, the, the Jeff Parles games in the smaller conference, the Paloozas. It seems like you always have a bunch of plays, Jeff, on the smaller conference action. You didn't go crazy this week, but you did have one game that you are, you are all over looking good right now. And that was the Georgia State matchup against Southern Miss. Georgia State was a dog. You played a money line and they're up 28 nothing in the third quarter right now. How about that? Yeah, that's it's one of those where Georgia State, they have that really good run attack when they're going right. Carroll and Granger are both over seven and has seven and a half yards a pop right now. So uh, 36 carries as a team for 245 yards, Ben. I've so heard that. I've that heard has been the good. day for the Panthers. You know, it, Georgia State, and uh, maybe we can get Paul's thoughts on this a little later because I know we're up against it. Georgia State played South Carolina, North Carolina, those first two games of the year and kind of set them on a course of a tough schedule. This team is better than their record shows. They're better than three and five. They're showing it today against the Eagles. We, Paul knows every team in the FBS, so we, we will get his thoughts on just some of the, the states of these smaller conferences as well when we return. And also continue our final looks at the top games on the card tonight. That's still to come here on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VEASAN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we continue on our final half hour on the show, live bet Saturday from a packed, as always, South Point Sportsbook. I'm Ben Wilson here inside our studio. Big thanks to Matt Hicks, Dakota Kivish-Martin, who's been doing a great job. Both of those are technical directors. Sean McCollum on audio. Matt Santos, our producer, behind the glass. Uh, meanwhile, for Paul Stone over at Circa and Jeff Parles at Mandalay Bay, we started having this discussion last segment as we've gotten later in the year. While so much of the focus, Paul, is on these main Power 5 teams and how will they finish the season, for some of the smaller conference teams, as Jeff indicated, uh, betting on a team like Georgia State, maybe they get exposed and, and look bad early against Power 5 competition, but that might uh, subdue their overall market value. Where do you stand on some of those teams like at Georgia State and other groups in, you know, in a Sunbelt Conference or Conference USA, leagues like that, that have been very competitive as we've gotten into the regular season? Right, well, Georgia State, you know, part of that Sunbelt, which is one of the more, uh, you know, it's one of the funner conferences i think to follow and watch games and bet on and jeff talked about the competitive non-conference schedule that georgia state played uh south carolina and north carolina being uh two of their early opponents i think north carolina beat them 35 28 they were very competitive against the tar hills uh darren granger their quarterback and uh tucker greg their physical running back and they've got a guy today uh in that uh game against Southern Mississippi, you're running back Marcus Carroll, who har hardly hadn't played to this point, and he's over 100 yards. So uh, a lot of depth there. They do rely heavily on that uh, running game. Another Sunbelt team, South Alabama, you know, as mm -hmm. good as UCLA yeah. has been this year, they came an eyelash from losing to South Alabama at the Rose Bowl in the month of September. I mean, that game was hard fought, could have gone either way. Uh, just so many uh, – good competitive um, teams in that conference. Coastal Carolina with all the personnel losses that they have, uh, a big uh, victory over Appalachian State um, last week or earlier this week, rather. And then you look at Conference USA, got a big game in that league today, uh, UT San Antonio and their up-and-coming coach Jeff Trailer, their veteran quarterback Frank Harris, 
uh, going to Birmingham to play the UAB Blazers, uh, who might be uh, without their uh, starting quarterback, uh, Dylan Hopkins again. Jacob Zeno uh, might get the start there for the Blazers. But just a lot of good, uh, lot of good football. And not only are there betting opportunities in, in these smaller um, conferences, there are also viewing opportunities. I mean, they play exciting uh, football and oh, no. uh, yeah. a little bit uh, nice sometimes to get off the grid and, and watch these guys play. I know Jeff loves getting off the grid. Uh, the the two updates for those games you mentioned, Paul, UTSA 16-10 over UAB right now is two-and-a-half-point favorites, and it was uh, you mentioned the, the Zeno. He is in at quarterback today there for the Blazers. And then on the other uh, side of it, that South Alabama game. South Alabama actually trailing by seven is three-and-a-half-point road favorites against Georgia Southern, another team who's gone under the radar a little bit at times this year, 24-17 Georgia Southern lead. As we stick with that theme here, looking for live betting opportunities on this show, how about Liberty, what they are doing Hugh Freeze, we've seen the rumors this week. Could he be back in the SEC? The reports say he is Auburn's top target right now to be their next head coach. For now, though, Freeze is doing a pretty good job at Liberty. Liberty 21-3 at the half against Arkansas. Uh, Jeff, Paul, I, you know, I know Paul liked the over in this game. It's, it's always the tough part of totals where you have to have the handicap right on both teams. So Paul's handicap on Liberty, spot on. They've done their end of the bargain, but not for Arkansas, who have really struggled in a dead spot on their schedule. It's Arkansas minus eight for the second half. 29 and a half is the total, and uh, what a performance this has been here for Liberty on the road in Fayetteville. Ben, they, uh, Arkansas better get this, get themselves right in this second half and find a way to win this game because they're at five and three. Their next two games, yet are at home, but it's the rivalry game against LSU and Ole Miss. Those teams are better than Arkansas. And then they go on the road to Columbia for that fictionalized battle line rivalry against yes. Mizzou. Yes. Where, 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 where Mizzou will more than likely have five wins going into that game. They'll beat New Mexico State in that, in that, in that week before. So Arkansas could all of a sudden play themselves into a scenario where, uh-oh, we might miss a bowl here in a year where Ben over seven and a half was an extraordinarily popular bet this year in the season win totals. And Arkansas, I look. Oh, I love that. Losing Alabama at home. What are you going to do? Like at Mississippi State, that was a horrendous spot with KJ Jefferson hurt in that one. But they could be going under pretty comfortably here on that season win total, especially if they can't get out of a hole against a Flames team. But let's face it, Liberty's a pretty darn good football team. I don't think there's any arguing that at this point. Oh, and that's why it's not like the number is, is higher. I mean, it's eight for the second half, which you look at that, it's plus 10 for the game. Normally, like if what you're saying, Jeff, you would think, oh, that's an auto fire. Arkansas has to get back into the game. I'm not so no sure way. with a 7-1 Liberty team that has, that has outgained them so far to this point and has looked like the better team. I would not be running to the window to bet that, uh, even though some books have gone from 7.5 to 8 on that early halftime line move. At least that's where we're sitting uh, right now in that one. Again, just to update you, too, on the, uh, the halftime line, the movement we're seeing in Tennessee and Georgia has been a, some ticks here to the under. It was 29. We're down to 28.5. A couple books have touched 28 as well. So that sits at 58 or 58 and a half for the full game after it closed 65 and a half. It looks like Georgia also uh, has, has come down a little bit. Some backers taking Tennessee here from three and a half down to either three and a half juice down Tennessee or flat threes for the second half. Georgia up 24, six at the half. So that means laying 21 or 21 and a half for the second half. A few minutes before that one gets underway. You know, Paul, we talk about how these totals as betters in college football can be so maddening where you nail one side of a handicap and then the other team just doesn't either does not do their job defensively or offensively. That was my issue. Indiana could not do anything on defense. Lose my first half under there against Penn State. Uh, and Stanford, you were all over them looking outmatched against Wazoo. Cardinal only put up seven in the first half, but Washington State, 42 points in the first half on David Shaw's Cardinal. This game has already gone over the pregame 48 and a half total. And as a better, you kind of throw your hands up and say, what can you do? Stanford just looked completely uncompetitive today. And we're only at halftime there in Palo Alto. Yeah, I don't have to worry about uh, following that game too closely in the second <laughs> yeah. half, I guess, is the silver lining. But, you know, Washington State's offense just did not. And obviously Stanford's not a – uh, a great football team. They're they're a well below average power five team, and, and they certainly have regressed the last few years. But 
Uh, the Cougars' offense just has not been that dynamic this year with their uh, transfer quarterback, uh, Cameron Ward, who came from FCS, Incarnate Word, there in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, you know, you just uh, – sometimes, you know, you just – you whiff. You know, you swing and you miss badly and you uh, mark it with the red pin to the right side of the, or the, right side of the ledger and you move yeah, on to the go. next one. Uh, it can be maddening, as you said. Hey, sometimes those, though, are – those are uh, – Jeff can attest to this. Those are better to go through than the ones where you, you, know, you lose in excruciating fashion. At least I would yeah, argue, Jeff, I don't think you feel 100%. the same way. Yeah, exactly. At least, at least we're you, in agreement. You, you, you can move <laughs> on, get back to get back to the next thing there. Uh, as far as one other game, we, we missed this when it went to half, but uh, we talked about it earlier. And, and Jeff, you know, I, I, I was frustrated with myself, missed the six and a half early on Kansas when they went up seven, nothing on the backup quarterback of Oklahoma State. We saw a flip of favorites. And since we last talked about this game, it's really gotten out of hand. Kansas now 24-7. We just started the third quarter there. KU now minus 19 and a half in game here. So certainly, uh, Jeff, you thought, well, maybe if Oklahoma State could establish the running game, they could get themselves back into this game. That has not happened. And we're now looking at back-to-back -back weeks for Mike Gundy where I get it. You're without your star quarterback in Spencer Sanders for this week. But you go back to that K-State game, and that's now at this point 72-7. to his Cowboys have been outscored by over the last six quarters. Sometimes a, a football team gets lucky early in the year, and Paul mentioned this earlier with Syracuse. A team peaks early, and then the second half of the season is an absolute mess. Both of these teams actually were candidates for that, because Kansas, after the 5-0 started, lost three straight games. Uh, Oklahoma State, obviously 6-0, losing two straight games now. Uh, and you know what? It's happening to Oklahoma State again. I did just... Probably they just weren't as good as they showed early in the year. And Kansas, Kansas is probably about a six or seven win team. And if they win today, they get the six. They get Paul eligible for, for, for the first time in multiple presidential administrations. Ben, so <laughs> yeah, uh, we know it that. Is, uh, it, it, it is a uh, again a, an amazing job by Leipold there to just a program that has been in the abyss for a long time, uh, looking like they're finally going to be back in a bowl game. Uh, and, and it's a heck of an accomplishment, way over their win total, too, as well as we know. Outgaining Oklahoma State 348 to 218 in this game. They forced three Cowboy turnovers, and they've limited, even with a bunch of defensive injuries today for Kansas. OSU with a backup quarterback trying to lean on the ground, barely over three yards a carry so far. On the flip side, Kansas with its backup quarterback, Jason Bean, who does have more experience this season playing, they're over 10 yards a carry on the ground right now. 24-7, that was... Eh, I'm still upset with myself. That was a great in-game spot to look at Kansas early before the number got out of hand, now up by 17. We'll give you our final thoughts on the game still to come in this night slate. Final in-game updates as well when we return to the show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits, like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I know he didn't do it earlier, but I figured Jeff Parles, he's, he's sitting amongst the horse racing fans over there at Mandalay Bay. He, he was going to get cajoled into making a horse uh, wager today, Jeff. So it finally happened. What, what, what's the, the nice loss Cup? of five American dollars? Oh, man. sorry. So what a shame. <laughs> well, you went on rich, rich strike 75 to one. It did not work out for you in the Breeders' Cup there today, Jeff. Lightning, lightning, did, not, light, lightning did not strike twice. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> Who did win? Was it, was it our big favorite over there? At, uh, uh, no, flight, flight, flight line with ease ends up coming from behind and winning comfortably. Flight line. It's uh, a nice two to five shot, Ben Wilson. A nice two to five shot. Having to uh, lay a big price on, uh, on flight line there today. Okay, so we're back underway in the second half. Tennessee and Georgia. Back with Paul Stone at Circa. Jeff Parles at Mandalay Bay. Been great hanging out with you for the past three hours here on this show as we talk all things college football and in-game betting uh, to start this quarter too we get a a it looks like Tennessee just picked up a fourth and one at their own 34 smartly going for it down 24-6 there was an injury on the play so we'll see uh, Tennessee retake the field in just a moment as we come back now uh, to between the hedges there in Athens but uh, Paul as far as some of the games still to come just to recap here you like Kansas State here you can get them three at a couple of shops tonight. You like LSU plus now the 13 and a half as well tonight. Uh, those were your, your plays we talked about earlier. As far as some of these other interesting games, though, you might not have a play, but the matchup and the handicap is, is very interesting on a couple of these spots. One of them is Auburn and Mississippi State. We're seeing the Bulldogs now up to 13 in the market at a couple of shops, 12 and a half in some others with a total right now at about 50 and a half. Do you think the, the market, has it gone too far on the uh, against Auburn with all the negativity surrounding them and the firing of Brian Harson uh, and all those rumors about who will be the Auburn coach? Uh, has it gone too far, or do you still think Mississippi State's in a really good position laying a double-digit number at home there in Starkville? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think Mississippi State has been very successful as, as a double-digit favorite in SEC games historically, uh, recent history. Some teams, too, when they get the interim coach, Cadillac Williams, the former uh, Auburn tailback, taking over for the rest of the season uh, with Harson now out. Sometimes you get that bump when you get that interim coach. You get that one-game surge. I, I think he's highly popular among the players. So uh, it, it is really a tricky spot. You know, you get to the end of the year, and teams are – their frame of mind is just so different. You know, some teams are playing the string out. Some teams have lost their coach. Some teams are, are trying to get in their conference championship games. Some teams trying to get in a bowl game. There's just many different uh, perspectives that teams can be operating from. Uh, and this is another, you know, unique one. Uh, you've right. got a team with an ousted coach uh, playing a, a, a road game against a, a team that they have recent historical, uh, I'd say dominance, but that's probably the right word. They've been more successful mm -hmm. anyway than Mississippi State. Uh, yet Auburn getting 13 points. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be involved, but uh, certainly, um, again, you know, if, if forced, you know, probably the underdog. But 
I won't be involved in this one. And Jeff, it, it's a classic case that first game bump like we talk about. Saw it with Wisconsin and Jim Leonard earlier. Saw it with Georgia Tech, and that's actually continued now. Not just been a one-game bump uh, there for the Yellow Jackets. Uh, what, do, what do you say on this one? You and I have both made a lot of fun of Brian Harsett over the past uh, past year, especially this season in particular. It's kind of a shame. We won't have any more Brian Harsett to make fun of here, but uh, what do you do in a spot like this? Well, you know, it's Brian Harsin coaching in the SEC is just a really bad mix. We saw it with Brett Bielma, who's having success. By the way, to bring up Bielma's team real quick, Illinois' punter just punted a punt into the behind of one of his offensive line. <laughs> so it might just not be, it may not be the Illinois' day today. And not from his own end zone uh, either. Uh, but no, not from his, that was not like the play in the NFL we saw a few no. weeks ago uh, with Thomas Morstead in Miami. Uh, they nearly cost them the Buffalo game. But uh, I would only take Auburn here uh, on the fired coach uh, bump here. Uh, also, too, I, I, Paul mentioned it, and I saw when I saw it earlier in the week, I, I, I sent a text message immediately to a high school friend of mine. Uh, ben, you and I, are, you and I were, were, were kids when Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown were dominant for Auburn in that team that finished number three, even though they went undefeated uh, back in the mid-2000s. But uh, Cadillac, look, I, I, I hope Cadillac does well. Uh, I, I hope Auburn looks a little bit better under his leadership. It would be awesome to see a guy like that who, again, he won't get the permanent job, but maybe he gets a smaller head coaching job if Auburn looks competent over this last month. I, look, I, I think 2008-ish NFL, Jeff, like the first person I think of from first couple of guys. I think Ronnie Brown in the Wildcat Miami and uh, Cadillac Williams in Tampa. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to see him get his shot now back at the alma mater uh, there at Auburn. Uh, again, 12 and a half or 13, depending on the number uh, with that 50 and a half total right now. Uh, Jeff, I'll just flip it to you. Of the remaining late games tonight, we haven't discussed. Which one intrigues you the most from the pre-flop betting perspective here? You know, and all the games that interest me are games we've mentioned, but I, I think if you can get a full three with Kansas State, I think that's good against Texas. I, I think LSU that, yeah. is good. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's good. I think LSU, 13 and a half. I'm with Paul. I think that's good as well. Um, and, and then just looking at these later games as well, uh, I like. I bet James Madison at seven. I don't know how much I like it at six and a half against Louisville. Uh, but Mad James Madison, we've discussed him throughout these Saturdays plenty, Ben. That's a good football team. Uh, and Louisville last week got every single break imaginable. I mean, they forced five turnovers in one quarter last week against Wake Forest. I don't think you get as much luck with that. Uh, also, you got to see the status of Malik Cunningham as always, because he always seemingly right. is battling injury. But I, I would take the seven with uh, the Dukes on the road uh, in Louisville. I, I think that's an e a pretty even game, all things considered. That is a blanket seven at, at this point now. And it's funny, like from a power rating perspective, Paul, there are a lot of respected betters who, because of James Madison making that transition from FCS to FBS, either refuse to make a number or, or kind of, you know, they, or they kind of put them off the board, right? They wanted to see how the Dukes would look in that transition. Uh, we've seen the ups, the great start for James Madison. We've seen them come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, how do you power rate them now that we have a pretty good amount of data on this first year FBS team in JMU? You know, they've surprised me. Obviously they came out of the gate and just blew out middle Tennessee, I think 44, seven. And then, uh, Started out, uh, I guess, 6-0 and maybe. They were undefeated, got nationally ranked. Uh, the first ever team playing their first season in the FBS to gain the national ranking. Uh, and they've, they've stumbled a little bit now. My concern about this game tonight, I'm not sure about Todd uh, Centejo. I've got a friend who works the uh, Central Virginia media market there, and, and he's not sure about his status uh, in tonight's game against Louisville. So, uh they're, they're a lot different team without him at quarterback. So I might look at JMU if I was, uh, you know, had assurance that he was playing. But uh, other than that, I'll probably just be on the side. But uh, Dukes have done a stand-up job their first season transitioning from FCS to FBS. Paul, that's why you're a respected, sharp college football handicapper. If you don't have a friend in the central Virginia media market, are you, what are you doing? You, you can't even, you can't play with the big boys. Uh, Paul, that's why we, that's why we always give you props here uh, on this show. By the way, big sack taken by Hendon Hooker and Tennessee forced to punt here, fourth and 20 at midfield. Uh, Jeff, you said it with, uh, with Illinois, one of those days, looks like one of those days today for, for the Vols as this is going from bad to worse here, only mustering six points now in 35 minutes of game time against the Dogs. 
Yeah, just uh, just one of those days where, the, again, the best team in the country at the beginning of the year gets a little slighted in these college football playoff rankings and a point to prove, and they approved it so far. George is going to be number one on Tuesday when these rankings come back out, barring an amazing comeback by Tennessee. But now, Ben, now this really gets interesting as we look at the playoff picture. Ohio State was unimpressive today. They're, they're, they're still the favorite to win the Big Ten, properly so. It's going to be them and, and Georgia in there. Now you have to see what happens with how the committee does a Tennessee and Alabama comparison now. If Alabama right. loses to Georgia in the SEC title game, I don't know how you put Alabama in over Tennessee with Tennessee, especially assuming they get to the end 11-1 and Bama's 11-2. So you got a lot of weirdness potentially coming in these in these rankings these last few weeks. And as we know, Ben, a quick reminder to everyone, none of them matter except for the last. Well, exactly. It's all just for talking points and bloviation, uh, of course. It's been a blast hanging out with yep. you guys as always. Uh, Paul, you're looking good, by the way. 17-6 pit. That was one of the picks you gave out here earlier. So, Paul, thank you as always. Great to see you over there at Circa. Jeff, job well done hanging out with all the horse racing patrons, even though you're, you know, you're, you're 75 to one long shot, didn't get there. It's all right. We'll try all again next week because, Big well, shame. as always, <laughs> uh, a lot of games to live bet and discuss next time. That does it for us here on Live Bet Saturday. Up next, though, it's your full fix of NFL betting action. The Pro Football Blitz, Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard coming your way after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.